What's up, everyone? Tonight on The Debrief, filling in for Rico El Glorioso is going to be the one and only Kevin Killam. And tonight we're going to be talking NXT Great American Bash and a huge AEW Dynamite Road Rager that went down. Big surprises, big time matches tonight on The Debrief. Wow. wow. An insane night of wrestling, guys. Welcome to the debrief. I'm your host, Jose G. Next to me, filling in for Rico El Glorioso, Kevin Kellum. Kevin, we had an amazing Road Rager special tonight on AEW Dynamite. The launch back to touring for AEW. Back Big with launch. fans at Big the launch. James L. Knight Center in Miami. It was a packed house. You felt it through your TV screens. I sure enough felt it. But tonight, more importantly than ever, our very own Rico El Glorioso was doing coverage for us down there in Miami and gave us that awesome video. Yes, your eyes are not deceiving you. Tommy N, formerly known as Alistair Black, is now all elite. Malachi Black makes his debut tonight on Road Rager in all elite wrestling. Kevin, this is huge. Uh, this was a big surprise. This was a huge shocker. Um, and it's worth noting that this is outside of the usual release window that WWE superstars get. Uh, we've had more than 40 names released by WWE. We knew some of them were going to pop up. Uh, Andrade premiered tonight. We'll talk about his debut. Um, uh, but this one was quite surprising. Uh, it, it is also outside of the window of the usual 90-day non-compete clause here. Uh, so this is very, very surprising here. Uh, let's see if we can give it a go here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try and do what we did at WrestleMania. It's a big one going down at the Knight Center, Miami here. We're going to try and go to Rico El Glorioso on the scene in the arena. Let's see what the, the, the vibe is like there. Uh, let's bring up Rico if we can here and see if this stream works here. Rico, can you hear us, buddy? I hear you loud and clear, bro. How you guys doing? All right. Uh, tell, tell us, Rico, uh, we got some great video from you tonight. Uh, a fantastic vibe inside the Knight Center down in Miami. I believe I'm, I'm referring to that correctly. Am I right? Yeah, James L. Knight Center right here in downtown Miami, Florida. Bro. Yeah, all right. Not L.A. Knight Center. It'll be, it'll be a different, <laughs> different place. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 don't worry. We'll get to NXT in a little bit. But AEW, obviously, big live crowd tonight. Uh, this is one of the first major wrestling arena shows in the United States uh, as we come out of the pandemic. What was the general vibe there besides – the surprises we saw tonight and the, the big reaction they were telling me in. Oh, you can just tell that everybody's just been waiting to be in a live event once again. It's great to have AEW outside of Bailey's place. As great of a place that it is right down the street from me over there in St. Augustine, Florida. Like, 
the crowd was just waiting, waiting for something big to happen. They were ready to chant for everything. Even all the matches that they were taping for Dark Elevation beforehand, the crowd was so behind. We did get to like uh, Thunder Rosa, Alvigo, uh, Yuka Sakazaki, like she came back. So we got to see a lot of people in the dark matches, the crowd was ready to go. And then as soon as the main show started, like you already saw, like the crowd was ready to get into it, especially with those huge surprises, like especially the biggest pop being, of course, when Tommy M, I believe you guys said is Malachi Black. We didn't hear anything Arena. We just saw no, the you did, you, they did not. They did not say Malachi Black though. Okay. Uh, it is worth it's worth noting to you, Rico. I know you're you're watching it live. They did say it was Tommy End, and then Tommy quickly End, said, okay, "Now, yeah. now we understand that he's called Mal- Malachi, Malachi Black." Malachi Black. They, they quickly got that in there. Uh, he surprised Cody Rhodes. He attacked him. He laid out Arn Anderson. Uh, Cody already appeared earlier in the night, so why was he out there again? So th- this kind of makes sense in retrospect. Uh, but that initial reaction when he came out, no one saw that coming. They did tease it a little bit with a blackout earlier in the night. Was there a concern? Did you got you guys got worked there a little bit in a good way? Was there concern that there was a legitimate blackout in the arena? We just thought like there was going to be another surprise that was about to happen that we weren't ready for, and then we just went back to the match like, oh, okay. But in retrospect. Now it makes sense if we had the lights put on and off during that uh, the South Beach strap match that we had to kick off the show. It just made total sense. That's the perfect time to bring in one Alice Black, aka Tommy and aka Malachi. Also, that's gonna be a great first opponent. Also, it kind of plays off of what was going on with Hurricane Elsa and the storm down here in Florida. You know, Miami got a, a lot of ton of heavy rain, ton of heavy wind earlier in the day, and they were kind of playing it off, you know, with the weather down here in Miami. So I caught, I legit, they kind of caught me because I legit thought was like, okay, well, they're getting some power out of this. It was like, that's happened before at a wrestling show. But now you drop in Aleister Black, Malachi Black now, and it makes total sense. Everything fits. I'm just, I'm very surprised that he got, was able to be uh, out of his non-compete clause this early. Yeah, this is well. This is well ahead of that time frame. You know, uh, for him to normally be on it. So that meant WWE either had to release him, or there's some type of legal wrangling there. Uh, there's been some talk of the wrestlers that are outside of the United States that don't have complete U.S. citizenship that have a visa that somehow that clause wouldn't apply to them, or maybe they're allowed to work around that. I've heard some speculation about that. Nothing confirmed by any parties involved. But honestly, what was the match of the night for you guys? Amazing street fight to end the night here. With the Young Bucks truly dastardly heels putting thumbtacks in Eddie Kingston's mouth and, and super kicking him to pin him in a wild street fight where they attacked not just one, but two referees. There wasn't just a hand, there was a, a, a swarm of people on the ring. Pure madness, a street fight. Anything can happen, right? Uh, plenty of tables crushed. A wild, wild, fun match. I wouldn't say the best street fight I've ever seen, but certainly satisfying. What do people think of the main event there? Oh, they, they love it. I mean, the section that we were at, it was a little bit harder because whoever was doing video, they were not putting it on like the, the big screen like we have before in the daily place. So everybody that was sitting on the ground level, it was a little harder for us to see it, but you could tell the big spots that were happening. They kind of limit to it. But I mean, what else would you expect from you know, the young bucks going up against Eddie Kingston and Fantasia? You could tell they were the most over the entire night. And then at the end of the show, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Khan came out and he put over Eddie Kingston and Beth Hart. Like, this was the first match that Eddie Kingston has ever had in front of a live AEW crowd. He's never had a chance to. Because when they debuted, it was already after the pandemic. So, he made sure to give a lot of love to Eddie Kingston and to Beth Hart and for the great match that we had to close up the show. Rico, what's the, uh, what was the feeling there uh, during the Chris Jericho MJF promo, especially? Oh. 
since a fan bum rushed someone, uh, uh, MJF, at the ramp. What was your uh, vantage point? Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so as it was happening, uh, of course, I was trying to get a little bit of footage for you guys here at Sports Kita. And I happened to just be recording on, like, the, the ring, and I happened to look up to the side, and I see this heavy-set man with sunglasses. He looks like he might have been, a, you know, had a little few drinks in uh, on the night, and then security swarmed him. And it was like Chris Jericho was about to be ready to, you know, triple H somebody and just lay him out if he got inside that ring. But, like, security got there really quick. They made sure that it didn't become a bigger issue. And then just like the geniuses that they are, MJF and Jericho, of course, had to play it off in their promos just to keep it going. True professionals, they said. True professionals, indeed. Uh, obviously, a wild night, a great night for professional wrestling all around the the world. Not not just uh, AEW. This is just great for the wrestling industry in general to be back in an arena. Who else is doing this? I think it's worth noting, outside of sports, outside of uh, you know, sports, like what live entertainment is filling arenas right now? Uh, so AEW really striking hot. WWE will be there very, very soon in just a few weeks with SmackDown uh, hitting Houston, Texas. So it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, and certainly uh, a level of excitement there. What were uh, what were some takeaways from the crowd that maybe just being there live? Was there a sense of just people just trying to get used to being in a crowd? Oh, do we have to do this? Do we have to? There has to be some weird, just general vibes of oh, I have to do this now. Or is it just Florida? It's Bedlam. Who cares? It's it's Florida, <laughs> man. It, people are people are ready to just party here. Bro. Anyway, just give them give them an excuse Come to come on, out man. and get together with other people. That's all they needed. So it's it, not just they, Florida, it's Miami. It, you know, Miami, it, Miami is like its yeah. own country, bro. Miami. I believe it's called Miami based on what I Miami. know. Miami. Will My, yes. Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami. Um, so uh, definitely thank you for the live report. Uh, Rico, anything else you want to add for the fans? Uh, just maybe something you saw in the crowd that we, we don't get to see because you're there live. What Some weird behaviors some people trying to relearn their social skills again in 2021? No, just this is... The first step in, once again, what is normalcy when it comes to professional wrestling, having crowds in the real I just feel honored to be able to be here on AW's first show outside of Daly's Place with crowds here, being amongst the people here, just being able to change and just cheer. And also, you know, being here in Florida, got to see a lot of our local people there, too. So uh, this little spoiler, we did have uh, one, of, one of our friends, Layla Grace, who just had a match just now with Red Velvet. Like, there's so many talented people here in uh, the local area. I'm glad to see AW still getting the opportunity to shine. So this has just been a, a, a great experience, and I can't wait to catch another AEW show live. Well, Rico, thank you for the live report. Don't want to keep you away from the action. I assume they're taping Appreciate more content you. there after uh, Dynamite went off the air live on TNT. Thank you so much, Rico. Uh, P- Rico, tell them the Twitter handle so they can see all the big scoops. You're usually here with us every week on uh, on Debrief. Yes, you already guys know. You know Rico El also on all the social media. Check us out on the debrief on Wednesdays here on Facebook and on YouTube. And of course, Rico's aggressive. Thank you so much, Rico. Thank you, bro. Be safe. Later. Uh, Great. Dude, who's doing that? Who's doing that, dude? Who is doing that? We are. We are. Too sweet in them, right too there. Too sweet. We, on we NWO 25. I'll send him one. I'll send him one in the mail. 
I'll send. I'll I'll, I'll do. I'll I'll two sweet a letter and I'll mail it to Rico. Uh, who is doing that? Live reports from the arena right after the show happened. This is the debrief. If you're joining us late and you're jumping into the stream, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. A bunch of great content. Uh, speaking of the you know the the out of raw SmackDown vibes, we have one of the biggest stars in WWE NXT. Just did a two part interview with this Tommaso Ciampa calling out big stars from Raw and SmackDown, saying he is the best in the world right now. He says it, and he means it. Uh, and, he, and he lays into it pretty hard here uh, And this two-part interview. You can check that out now on our YouTube channel. Uh, definitely go check that out. Also, if you haven't done it already, subscribe to our podcast, our audio podcast feed. We're dropping episodes of Debrief on there. All the video shows that we have with Dutch Mantel, Vince Russo, they're also on there. And bonus exclusives that pop up all the time. So definitely go subscribe to that on Spotify, wherever you get your stuff. All right, let's get into people's reactions to AEW Dynamite. We will cover NXT in a little bit here. But obviously, the big story of the night is Tommy End premiering on this show. Quite the surprise here. Dale Munson saying, Great to see Tommy End, now known as Malachi Black. We got to get used to that uh, in WWE for letting him go. Uh, yeah, that's another thing is WWE at some point probably had to allow him to do this, right? I, I think I would think so. I mean, maybe it does come back to what you were saying because, you know, he has a visa and he's not working. So maybe he needs to work in order to keep his visa. So maybe there is some type of loophole there. Who knows? Uh you know, but this is, the, you know, this has been uh, commonly known now with a lot of superstars. I think Peyton Royce and Billy Care having the same issue. Yeah, I, I mean, we've heard about that. It, it is an issue here. I'm trying to juggle comments while we're talking live. Here. Oh, you're good. Uh, we have Deanna Thompson bringing this up. Uh, Tommy End, Malachi Black. We got to start calling him. How about Mr. Black? We'll go with Mr. Black here. Uh, Mr. Black is indeed married to Zelina Vega, they are an item. She just returned to WWE after I'll being come away. Back for... If you let him go, there you go. I'll <laughs> come back if you if you if you let him out of his non compete deal. Uh, and uh, Deanna Thompson saying, "I'm sure Zelina got worked. Her coming back. What do you mean she got worked? She didn't get worked. She signed a contract with the biggest wrestling company it, in the world. She got it worked. She got yes. it worked out. Maybe she, she yes. got it worked. She got work. <laughs> she didn't get worked." Calm down. Everyone's like, oh, they must have fooled you by doing that. They must have fooled you. No, they didn't fool you. It's fine. And and, and also, like, oh, WWE got fooled into doing this. How does anyone even get to that that uh, conclusion without even knowing anything here? Anthony Brew texting in. Uh, by he's the way, all- go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. No, by the way, since we are talking about Zelina Vega, let's talk about her, her former counterpart, Andrade who had an amazing debut tonight with Matt Seidel in his match, man. He got a dominant win against him tonight, but great showing for, uh, for Andrade and the love was shown from the crowd. What did you think about that? Uh, I like the match. I didn't think it was the best match in the world. They went into a commercial break and they wrestled through a commercial break. Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, it was an interesting intro- introduction. His entrance was uh, very unique and very much reminded me of his time in NXT. Uh, with with kind of derobing while he gets out to the ring, uh, and uh, I, I don't know about the pairing with Vicky Guerrero though. There's just something that doesn't seem like it's clicking with me. Am I wrong? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it's just been you know we're so accustomed to seeing him with Zelina Vega that Vicky Guerrero doesn't do him any justice. So I don't know. I I can see why you're not appealed to that, mm-hmm. but at the same time. She's such a hateable character, 
and it just kind of goes because he's supposed to be the heel, right? So people are supposed to hate him and boo him. And how can you get more heat on you? Having Vicky Guerrero say, excuse me, every damn time. Uh, you know, speaking about people from WWE popping up at AEW, Dave Coffee with a good little comment here with with uh, letting so many go, letting so many people go. I'm wondering if WWE even cares about the 90 day. I don't, Dave. I don't even know if that's exactly an issue. WWE indeed cares about the 90 day. I just think there was a situation when they felt like, all right, we'll let we'll let you do that. We'll let you out of your 90 day non compete clause. Mind you, to get out of that 90 day non compete clause, you're also saying no to money. So the, the, you're saying no to the money that's within that 90 days. You're getting paid your downside guarantee that's within your contract, the like the low end of your money for the next 90 days. Uh, and so, and you get that for three months. So that's a pretty significant severance there. Uh, so uh, you you say no to that to break that clause. So obviously he did that to, for the, what he's doing now. He also had an endorsement with, a, I believe, a, an, an equipment company, like a, fight, a fighting sport equipment company that I, I saw him tweet about. Uh, and and he was doing Twitch stuff and different things like that. And, and who knows if he'll pop up in the independence as well. Uh, we don't know if he has an exclusive deal. We don't know the terms of his deal. We do know that he is now known as Malachi Black. That is how that is the name he's going to work under. Uh, and uh, smart by AEW to try and get that name as close to Aleister Black as they possibly could. Uh, and interesting uh, on WWE. People say this is a stupid decision by WWE to let them do this. I say this is more of a noble one uh, in the sense of, hey, we put you on the shelf. But if we're going to do that, go ahead, go ahead, go and play. I, I think at some point somebody made that decision. If you're not going to come back, we're going to let you go. You know, and you're we're really going to let you go. Uh, and there was talk just a couple days ago that there, that he could that people wanted him in AEW, but there was a possibility like Samoa Joe came back to NXT that maybe Alistair Black was in the same position. But here we are, a surprising move by them. Uh, other big points from AEW: big main event. Uh, big teases for the upcoming Fighter Fest shows. We do know that Carl Anderson will take on John Moxley for the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Championship, the IWGP United States Championship. That's coming in a few weeks. Uh, what other big highlights from this week's Dynamite in front of a, a very loud rocking crowd? Uh, do you want to cover I, here? Man, I would say like the biggest highlights here would be definitely this uh, street fight tag team title match. I mean, uh, it was a really good match all around. Um, just like you said, the Bucks getting that heelish, dirty, dastardly win, uh, shoving those tacks inside Kingston's mouth. I thought that was that that was a brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, that was great. Also, we got to see a cool face-off between the current AEW champion, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page finally confronts. The number one ranked wrestler in AEW finally confronts the AEW champion, and the crowd was eating it all up. I thought that was fantastic. Overall, man, Road Rager was a banger of a show. I thought it was a good show. Um, tons of surprises. It was good. It was good. Uh, once or in the words of Booker T, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, as we do all the, all the time with all the different shows, we want you to rate this week's AEW 1 to 10. Rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. Let us know what you think. I'm giving this show a solid 8. It was a very eventful, very fun show. 
I give them an eight out of 10 because it's a return to live fans. It's very, very special to see this feeling and feel that crowd and feel that energy and feel a surprise return and booze. I enjoy hearing booze again. Booze are fun to hear again. Ozzy giving it a 9.5. Let us know what you guys think of uh, this week's uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, Going to be interesting, too, because they're going to be on the road in the next couple weeks. Uh, They are sold out next week in Austin, Texas, which is interesting to hear. Um, there are other markets where they are not sold out. Uh, I don't know if they were sold out tonight in, in Miami. We should have asked Rico that, but it looked very, very healthy uh, based on texts that I had with him early on in the night that it was looking like it was pretty busy, like right before bell time. So, uh, Mr. James Espanto Fernando Taguay gives us 7.8, a respectable 7.8. All right, so we have uh, some people giving it a nine. Juan gives it a nine out of ten, uh, and uh, Dro is uh, messing. Jose, can you please answer? Oh, Dro, uh, your question flew by us. So if you're with us in the chat, go ahead and just. I'll go it. ahead and put it again in the comment yeah. section. Dro, if we can see, we'll if we can see yeah. yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not bombarding our chat or anything. Like that <laughs> if you, if you uh, question that again, uh, we we got some stuff to cover here with NXT. Uh, in just a minute. Great American Bash. Very eventful show for WWE NXT as well. I do want to remind you, though, we do have the top story of the video up now covering the entire Jimmy Uso situation with his DUI. What is the latest on that? Uh, We covered that quite a bit in the last few days. If you want to check those videos out, they are up on our YouTube right now. Also talking about WWE jumping into the world of hip-hop music. They're going to be doing uh, something very unique, something they've never done with SmackDown before. We cover that on today's video that is up now on our YouTube channel and our Facebook watch as well. Uh, other people giving a nine out of 10 here for, uh, for, uh, for AEW from Anthony Bruno. That sounds about right. That's, that's going to be, I would have to score it about a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, the storytelling with uh, Malachi black coming in and taking out Cody and the, you know, leaving his footprint in there. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I really like the opening match. It, I, you know, as much I'm not that big of a Cody fan, but there's one thing he knows how to do, and it's it, it's open up a it's open up a show, and he did it. He did a good job with it, and QT Marshall did a hell of a job with that strap match. I thought that was uh that, that was a really cool opener. He took some nasty bumps in that too. He took some he like did. very very rough bumps with, with with in that. There, there was there was a German suplex that had me kind of concerned. Uh, early early on in that match. I don't know if I was the only one who thought that way. Um, uh, Seals uh, Blue Devil says, AEW better show than NXT this week. Well, we'll get into that. I don't I don't know if comparing the shows when they're not on the same night is super important uh, anymore. It, or no, not, is not important. Anymore. Not, is it not as important. Am I fair to say that? Uh, and uh, and both I think both shows are great. The, the, uh, the, the supposed war is over, guys. It's over. Okay. We're, we're all right. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into all the different stuff with uh, WWE NXT here in a bit. Uh, let's talk about it. Big story of the night was Tegan Knox returning. Uh, she returned after a big title match, a, a women's tag team title match in NXT. New champions crowned. Io Shirai, Zoe Stark. So that that's a big story, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> We can't let anything breathe. <laughs> nothing in wrestling gets to breathe very long. Nothing, nothing. So, like, like three minutes after this big title change, like this is like maybe the third time they've ever had different. Uh, this is a still relatively new title. Uh, Tegan Knox comes out with the battery charger that's been teased. This battery charger vignettes. What do you think of Tegan Knox's return? She returns now from her a third knee injury. Her third knee injury now, and, and this has really held her up. Uh, she did. Uh, perform a dark match before SmackDown last week or Raw, one of the shows. 
and uh, so she got to be in the Thunderdome. They're getting a look at her. So there's some rumblings, some rumblings. Maybe Tina, Tina Knox is not too long for NXT, or maybe this is simply just a warm-up match to get her going again. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't do that in the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center where NXT is. I, I don't know. Um, what I can tell you is that the girl with the shiniest wizard is definitely back. And I'm just hoping to God that she does not end up with a fourth knee injury. Please do not. This is what her third ACL injury bilaterally, I think. Yeah, her uh, third, uh, her third bilateral and second to one knee. And she's had two different <laughs> ones on each on each leg. So I mean, I, yeah. coming from a knee injury myself, I know how tough that is. And for her to go through three of them, and my my fear is what did you do your knee? What was your injury? Mine was a uh, fo- football related. I played defensive line in high school and someone chop blocked my knee and Ugh. it was it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It still cracks to this day. It's oh, terrible. you have the you have the crack and knuckle knee? Oh yeah. That's, oh that, yeah, that is that is not ideal here. Uh, nope. So it's it's I, I mean, you got to think at some point she's gonna be chasing that title. Uh, I, I mean, that's a new player for the title with Raquel. I think it's fresh. I, I think it's a little bit more exciting than some other things. Tian Shaw uh, was in a match a couple weeks ago with Mercedes Martinez, and uh, in that match, Mercedes was injured. I think maybe Tian Shaw could be pulled back a little bit, even though they had all of that lure around their character and everything like that. Uh, and now enter Tegan Knox. The timing kind of works for her. A lot of people thought, you know, that they were going that that they, they were going that different direction, you know, uh, with the Tian Shaw group, and they were going to attack Raquel for the title. I don't think it's going in that direction right now. I think Knox is going to be uh, jet set on her back, uh, jet pack on her back, going right for the title. What do you think? Uh, we'll see. We'll see because she did interrupt this tag team, uh, this tag team match. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to go for the tag title. I, th- I just think she wants retribution against Candice LeRae. Um, I don't know if she wants any of Raquel Gonzalez right now, bro. Raquel Gonzalez is on a, on a different level and Tegan coming back from three knee injuries is not to her advantage. So, Maybe she could get into the main event scene, but I just don't see her becoming NXT champion. Do we get more of the uh, the demented? They can't be together. They're from two different worlds. Love Give affair. me more of Index. I want more Index in my in, life. I Indy need Hartwell. That. Indy Hartwell is a part of the cool kid faction of The Way, led by Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. And Candice and Indy are a tag team. They lost these tag belts. They're a family, and, Kevin. They're and, a family. And- <laughs> And they they had done this storyline before. It was deeply entertaining. Super creep. Dexter Loomis so uh, wanted to be in this a relationship with her, but they're not supposed to be together. And Candace and Johnny will not allow their their underling to date this weirdo who terrorized them. Uh, and some people are feeling this. And many times he has just slung her over his shoulder like a caveman and walked away with her. Ah. <laughs> and I've seen many a female wrestling fans saying yes, yes. <laughs> Get yes. your man. Get your man. <laughs> not yes. Not yes. 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 What do you think of that angle? Because it was an angle on top of an angle on top of an angle. This is all uh, tied to a title match. You couldn't even is... let the title change breathe. It was fun, but I thought this is a little much. I don't think it's enough, Kevin. I think we need more. I think we need now that they don't have the titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. They clearly can't blame Dexter for this because Dexter didn't cause the distraction. 
this was clearly Tegan uh, Tegan Knox. So Candace now is going to want that beef with Tegan Knox so they can squash whatever beef they got. So Indy and Dexter, we're probably going to see that flourish a little more. And I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. Let's talk about this. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is enforcing some some big changes in NXT. And that includes no one gets to just have these wild backstage fights anymore without Samoa Joe choking you out. And he's pissed off that you didn't listen to him. Uh, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. In terms of being an enforcer, they're really letting Joe be an enforcer for William Regal, the general manager. Cue a showdown between NXT champion and monster person carrying cross against full of his own shiz leader of the way Johnny Gargano. They're two heels. So you got two heels. Who's the baby face? Who am I supposed to cheer for? I mean, I can boo both of them, um, but who am I supposed to cheer for? I now know who I'm supposed to cheer for, and that is the referee of this match next week. This was made in a pretty intense segment in which Johnny Gargano made some he really just roasted the shit. He he took he took Carrying Cross to promo school and roasted the shit. Oh, oh wow, promo. you could tell that Carrion was not comfortable in that segment. And then the fact that you had the NXT universe at the CWC roasting them, roasting uh carrion on top of what johnny was doing was even better because when carrion cross went to respond and be like i came to wwe to only do three things to never let go of my nxt champion mm. to one day main event wrestlemania and to be wwe champion and he lost a crowd immediately they were like boo we don't want you anymore we we we're over it. Like, we don't <laughs> want you anymore. Which is just crazy to think because this this guy was the hottest thing in the world last this, summer, right? This is and gonna I, be I, the biggest you, shenanigans in the world when it comes to this match. It doesn't help though that the whole the whole storyline they've been doing with with Cross is oh you're a lot of hype, but you can't back it up. But then he just beat everybody. He beat everyone in one match. So what he are did. we getting at here? But then we get to this promo. It's like everyone forgot what this guy's already done. He beat Keith Lee. He beat all these different people for the title. He came back from an injury and then beat more people for the title. And everyone talks trash and says he's going to get exposed. He's going to get exposed. Who's exposing this guy? Now, here's the problem. In the promo, I think he he, like really Gargano outdid him on a promo. And remember years ago, everyone said Gargano is a guy you can get behind. We really believe him, but his promos aren't great. Now he's the best promo in NXT. He's like one of the best promo guys in NXT when he does this line where cross does this up and it may, and cross definitely had to lay this up. Somebody wrote this for them, by the way, because cross had to know he was saying this line for Gargano to give it back to him. Right. And it was the, Oh, right. You get the, Oh, reaction in reality, guys, that was absolutely purely calculated and done on paper before it happened. Someone wrote that a writer wrote this line. Or at least that's what I, that's the vibe I got from it. Why don't you go home and wear your wife's pants is what he was saying. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Right? So you think Argana is going to come back with something about Scarlet crosses. Oh, no. lady. Who's this is the, this is the best comeback. Oh, this is the best comeback I've heard in years. And he's getting out of the ring and this match is already made for next week. And they have this big face off on great American bash. 
So you don't get a match, but you're getting one hell of a promo. At this point, they've already done their business. You know, Samoa Joe is going to be the special guest referee for a title match with Karrion Cross defending the title on television next week against Gargano. That on paper is really cool. And that came together in a really nice way. And I was like, this is pretty neat. This isn't just another match. And they're really playing up Samoa Joe and how he is like this driving force and whatever he's in, even though he's not in the match. I think that he's going to wrestle again. He's going to wrestle again, and this is just a cool way to draw that out and make it interesting and not make it just like, we're going to wait as long as we can to get him in the ring, you know? Um, Gargano gets out of the ring and says, oh, you're going to talk about my wife's pants? Why would, you, uh, 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 why would you talk about my wife's pants when you can't even lace my wife's boots? <laughs> Which is just to say, my wife's a better wrestler than you. Drop my wife is a better mic. wrestler than you. That wow. was crazy here. Uh, so where is this going? Do you think we're getting Joe versus Cross? Do you think Gargano is going to be a part of this? Like, at what point does Joe put the boots back on and wrestle? And does he cost Cross the title next week? Who knows, man? Uh, so here's the thing. Next week, what's happening? SmackDown is coming back in front of fans. Um, this could be the opportunity to debut carrying Cross on SmackDown. And uh, and bring him up to the main roster. Maybe have him drop the title to Johnny Gargano with a lot of shenanigans going on. Maybe Samoa Joe helps uh, Johnny Gargano become NXT champion, and then Joe takes it off of some uh, of Gargano. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we can't also forget about Adam Cole. He had an amazing match with Kyle O'Reilly on Tuesday night, but he still has a gripe with Samoa Joe for getting choked out a few weeks back. So maybe they'll explore something something there. I I don't know. This is this is gonna be fun. That's all I gotta tell you. This is gonna be fun. Uh, definitely here. Let's get into this uh, here. MSK beat Champa and Thatcher. Can't stand MSK. Please check out our interview with Tommaso Champa. He does talk about MSK, but he talks about a lot more. It's up on our channel. Uh, but this was the match of the night. This to me was the match of the night. <sighs> Uh, there was a lot of other great wrestling on the show. The women's tag team match was fantastic. Uh, you brought up Colin O'Reilly, but this was a banger. The crowd at the CWC may have turned on MSK, but that don't mean this team can't bring it, and that don't mean Tommy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa can go out there and prove something and saying, like, oh, you don't want us near the title scene? Well, we're going to tear it up as a tag team, dude. We're going to tear it up. Tommy Thatcher is nearing the physical charisma and, and powerful delivery that I see in Cesaro. The way he was doing some things in the ring. The way he was moving. The way he was moving very old spot. Yes, but he was very dynamic. There was a little bit more speed and and, uh, and spryness to what he was doing. And I, I just, I'm amazed at Ciampa, his timing and his accuracy. And then you have MSK, who are just two dynamo guys. This was a great pairing. A roll-up finish. I was okay with it. No big finishers because they did all the big finishing moves. <sighs> Roll up finish and MSK gets out of it. I really got the vibe that MSK are heels now, but I, not completely. They haven't fully pulled the trigger on it yet, but I got the vibe that they're heels. Am I wrong? I feel like I'm being triggered right now, Kevin, because how, how does this happen? The NXT universe is clearly against MSK. They do not want you heard the booze. You can see it in the comments section, Kevin, that people don't like MSK. And yet they win with a roll up. Like, oh my God, like how careless can you be, Timothy Thatcher? But that doesn't take away from how amazing that match was. That match was a banger of a match. Um, I wouldn't for 
for me personally, I wouldn't put it as the uh, match of the night. That I, it was certainly a great match. Uh, but my my favorite match of uh, the Great American Bash was your million dollar champion L.A. Knight defeating Cameron Grimes and forcing Cameron Grimes to now become his full time butler. This has Ted DiBiase, Virgil written all over it. It does. And it's this everything about this whole million dollar belt thing is let's take something that's from the 80s and recreate it in modern times. And I don't know what they're going to do uh, with this. It'll be a lot of fun vignettes for two guys that love doing 80s style vignette over yeah. the top B movie sketches and stuff like that. That's what this is going to be. If you enjoy that, you're going to get that. This is sports entertainment on NXT on the wrestling heavy show. The show needs it. It needs some levity, and that is what Cameron Grimes is. Cameron Grimes is NXT's Santino Morella, and I mean that in the best way. Ooh. Don't take that the wrong way. That's a good, good position to be in. All right? It's a very, very good position to be in. All right? And he gets to play that role well. Uh, and LA, LA Knight is a no-good, dirty, nasty heel, scraping, telling the referee to look over here while I try and grab the belt, and all those different things. These guys are throwbacks. Everything they do is a throwback. You know, Cameron Grimes uh, could fit right in the middle of the NWA roster in 88. You know, like he would fit there. You know, this is wrestling, dude. This is this is some fun stuff. I think fans will enjoy it, especially. I mean, and if it, NXT is the older wrestling show for pure hardcore fans, that's a good position for it to be in here. Uh, some of the questions kind of coming in here about the big news tonight with AEW and Malachi Black, formerly known as Alistair Black, Tommy End. Jason saying, sup, Kev and Jose. How are you feeling about Malachi Beck? Do you guys think Black signed to AEW because you know he can come back because of Hunter? Just asked Samoa Joe. Uh, I, we don't know. I mean, there's a lot that I think we'll find out in the weeks and months to come about what happened here. It was very surprising that he left WWE. He left WWE after laying out Big E, and then a week later, he's gone from the company. And it makes no sense. And all the know? money they spent on the vignettes that they filmed. Yeah, and they back. filmed all these vignettes with the Dark Father. They did animated graphics for it. So that's a whole other third-party thing that you're bringing people in to do. Uh, and you're doing that on your number one show, and then the guy is gone. Uh, and I don't know where the disconnect was. Uh, this is a guy, I think maybe W felt like, ah, he's a little bit too hard for us. His image is to this. His image, and I can see somebody else doing that. I don't think this is strictly a Vince McMahon decision because I know everybody's just, this. It's a Nick and nothing, decision. Also, there's nothing that says he can't wrestle in WWE again. You know what I mean? There's That's nothing. True. There's nothing that says that there are guys, they're going to be, they're guys and gals. They're going to wrestle in WWE and AEW here in the future. They're going to, and they'll go back and forth. All right. And they're watch when someone comes over from AEW and their deal gets out. Whoa, what? How did that happen? No, WWE lets people go. This is the nature of the business. It's a very fluid, fluid business right now. Uh, yeah, people also bring up this is within the 90-day uh, release clause. Yes, that is true. Uh, hey, but, Kevin, uh, I wanted to bring something up really quick because sure. uh, earlier today on the top story, you and I talked about um, WWE broadcasting, you know, uh, from the Rolling Loud Music Festival. Yes, you know, the w big hip-hop w festival coming up in August. The big, the big hip-hop festival. Well, we had a little mini hip-hop festival on NXT Great American Bash. We had the Cypher celebration with Hit Row. <laughs> we had a little mini concert. Did you enjoy Hit Row's concert? 
Evan, they actually work as a team doing their gimmick because I think it's legitimate. Like they they're they're in the listen, same way. I, I know some people that personally work with Swerve, some close friends over here in Orlando, and he is legit in the studio like all the time recording and putting stuff together. So yes, these are like legit people that are in the in, in the music business. Uh and they have legitimate skills. They got bars, man. And they got they, they all flow too. And I don't think, uh, and also it's a believable thing. You can tell these guys are hip hop heads. They're fans of rap music. They are rappers themselves. Like when John Cena did that, it was kind of goofy at first, right? When he was doing rapping. No, but these guys are the real deal. No. And that's not to say John Cena wasn't, but he just did it in a way so that everybody in the top row could hear what I'm doing. And I'm not going to spit my flow too hard and fast for you to keep up, you know, sup. Yeah, like 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 he would he would do it in that way so, because yeah, but he had to do it in like a battle rap way. This was like this came off like a real performance, and then also had disses in it, which was fun. Uh, they're a real faction. I do think they need to create more of the other guys and other players in the group beyond Swerve. But if the whole thing is built around just protecting Swerve and that's his posse, I'm down with it. It doesn't hurt. I like no. that. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of wrestling, big stuff tonight uh, with AEW in Miami. Uh, Drew texting here saying, uh, Jose and Kev, I have a question for you guys. What is Miami going to be like for SmackDown in two weeks? Because you just had AEW. You have SmackDown in two weeks. Well, it's worth noting the Knight Center is is not a, an A arena. I believe uh, WWE is going to run the A arena. They're going to run. They're going to run a much bigger house. I don't want the draws for that. Uh, but the issue is now with AEW going on the road and them hitting markets on top of each other, you're going to have these pockets of fans making comparisons. It's, it's worth noting coming up in September, a very, very crazy time for wrestling in the greater New York metropolitan area because you're going to have AEW run New York, New Jersey. The next week, they're going to run the Arthur Ashe Stadium. So they're basically going to mm-hmm. try and run a 17,000-seat stadium. It's one of the biggest houses they've ran, and they're going to do the first wrestling show ever in a tennis stadium in the shadow of New York City, All right, where they have multiple arenas that are in excess of 10,000. They'll be considered an A-class arena. All right, They didn't run an A-class arena. They're not going to be able to run an A-class arena every town. They're going to be able to do it in some of the bigger markets like they know. They can do it in Chicago. They can do it near New Jersey where they haven't even played yet. Uh, but then also in that same time in September, WWE is going to be there. All right. So WWE is going to be there with raw, a mixture of SmackDown coming through that area. And then they're also going to have a house show. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy time. And then you're going to have fans making comparisons and what ticket value is good for you. I'm, I'm talking to fans tonight. We were texting tonight about getting tickets for all out, which is coming to Chicago. So, I mean, got to get in this conversation guys, where are you going for wrestling? And is this the show I want to go to, or am I going to wait to see it on TV? You know, that's, that's a, that's what people are going to start doing now. There's choices. There's yeah. choices, and that's good for us. Uh, people have no comment on Hit Row here. Uh, 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 people uh, are saying, uh, not feeling it. Uh, SC Williams says, I hated this, Kevin Jose. Why? Because Hit Row is making it work. He's talking about the, the Cypher celebration, the, the hip-hop performance by Swerve, uh, Swerve Scott's uh, a group of hip-hop heads here. Uh, Hit Row, he says, I hated it because Hit Row is making it work, and they're a great heel, and I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> Well, then that's the good thing. They're getting that heat, brother. They're getting that that's, heat. That's how I feel about Roman Reigns sometimes. Like, it's like, I hate it, but I love oh, it. It's like, oh, Roman, Roman uh. your greasy hair, your constantly wet hair. Oh, 
yes. I, so I Kevin, but before we head out here, we did have uh, an update on the NXT breakout tournament. They announced all the participants at the Great American Bash. Some names you guys know. Some got some names you guys may not know. Uh, but some notable names here: Carmelo Hayes, who's had some really good matches on NXT. Uh, Brendan Vink, uh, who used to go, he now goes by the name of, I believe, is Tony Muldron. Hold on, he used to go by Brendan Vick. Oh, Duke Hudson. His name is Duke Hudson, who now be going by the name of Brendan Vick. Now, mm-hmm. if you guys don't remember Brendan Vick, Brendan Vick is this big, tall, huge, six-seven guy that wrestled on Monday Night Raw, very at the top part of the pandemic. This is how long uh, he hasn't been featured on, on TV, but he's going to be in the breakout tournament. Uh, we also have Andre Chase, Josh Briggs, Ikemen Juro, the uh, handsomest. Mo- he has the, he's the king of handsome style. That's uh, <laughs> that what is handsome he, style? He wrestles with a blazer on, bro. He wrestles with a with a shiny, sparkly blazer, and I cannot wait to see <laughs> more of this guy. Sparkly blazer. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also got Trey Baxter. That's going to be in the tournament. Uh, Joe Gacy, Odyssey Jones. Uh, so this is looking is shaping up to be a great NXT breakout tournament. Uh, in the last breakout tournament, gave us the likes of Isaiah Swerve Scott, gave us the likes of Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, tons of guys that are now on the top spots in NXT. Uh, any of those names jump out to you, man? Uh, it's it's for the tournament to create these names. I'm I'm not gonna say none of these names jump out at me because I I gotta learn more about them. But that's the purpose of a tournament like this. I think with the one they did a few years ago, a lot of those guys already had some traction. They already had some hype coming out of the independents. Not to say that none of these guys do, but they certainly are not making their way into the performance center if they don't have legitimate skills. You know, and that's a lot of what NXT is about at its core is making future superstars and you get to see them rise quickly, which is exciting. And that's something that hardcore fans want. They want they don't want Metallica now. They want Metallica in 1986. There's no rip of Metallica. I love Metallica now. Uh, But you get the point I'm kind of getting at. Uh, And that's this is even doubles down on that concept. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to give an elevated platform as we've had in the last 10 years. With the May Young Classic, with the with the Cruiserweight Classic, we're going to do a tournament for the sake of a tournament and creating new stars out of it. This will create more than one guy, uh, and it did before. There was a handful of people that came out. ACH no longer with the company. He was a much much bigger star coming out of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, some some of our viewers on YouTube here, I see Williams watching us, saying, "Why isn't Kevin in this tournament? I'll pick him to win." Well, let me just tell you, you, you brother. You want to be in that breakout tournament? You want to be that breakout star? I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't think they're ready for it. You know, it's just like, I got stuff going on. You know, I'm just kind of busy. You know, I just got (laughs) so much on my plate right now. I I don't know. So I have so much on my plate. Don't let let me move too fast and knock over the four soda cans that are at my feet. Yeah, I'm not ready for this, dude. (laughs) I'm not ready for this at all. Uh, Yeah, why wasn't Kevin in the tournament? Yeah. yeah, Odyssey Jones gives me uh, young junkyard dog vibes, uh, young uh, Henry vibes. Uh, but I want to learn from him and Joe Gacy. You saw Brendan Vink. Uh, yeah, Brendan. I think Brendan Vink was. Uh, I think he did. He was on Raw for like a minute, wasn't he? Was yeah, he yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on Raw last year at the very height of the pandemic. As soon as they went into the Performance Center, they were. The, this is pre Thunderdome era. Uh, yeah. Brendan Vink. Yeah, Brendan Vink. Uh, 
that was clearly too many people were exposed to COVID. So now we got to pull some people that are clear. Yeah, that was beat. that was when uh, when there was a, that big outbreak at the performance yeah. center and they had to pull some people from NXT. I think this is when they brought up Austin Theory and they brought up just a bunch of like performance center guys to be on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so which this was is a big a big controversy at the time. Now, all right, I get it. <laughs> like, like every, now, now it's like it's completely fine. Let's talk about this main event. Uh, a great article written about this, the best and worst of NXT Great American Bash by Devesh uh, Marani, now on SportsKita.com, describing the ongoing forever personal grudge war. They will fight themselves off a cliff of a mountain. Former brothers now bitterly in a blood feud. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole could do anything more to each other. Their unsanctioned match went too long at Stand and Deliver. I agree. And it bordered on overkill. Sort of agree with that. Still a great match. This is why their match at Great American Batch was a pleasant surprise. Yes, it was still very long, but it did have a logical flow to it and built up nicely from the start. The NXT fans gradually got more and more into it, while former Undisputed Era partners wore each other down. O'Reilly nearly made Cole submit, while the former NXT champion hit all of his big moves from the super kick, the last shot, to the Panama Sunrise. Adam Cole truly brought out the big guns. What do you think, Adam Cole... Kyle O'Reilly, another classic or uh, less than less than your expectations? This was actually I found that this match was actually better than the unsanctioned match just because you didn't have all those things that you could do without the count. You know, they were restricted by the rules of a wrestling match. And Adam Cole showed up that he was the better wrestler on Tuesday night. They guys hit each other with everything. What I loved about this in the storytelling part of it was that both of them were picking each other's bodies apart. One would hit the knee. Another one would hit the arm. Another one hit uh, the, the, the heel hook. Another one would hit something on the shoulder. So it was really interesting how they were able to tell us that story back and forth where they were almost evenly matched, but it was just that little bit much more of experience from Adam Cole that got him that win over Kyle O'Reilly on Tuesday night. Steven Chambers saying, break the tie between Adam and Kyle. This match, my opinion, the best match. Broadway. Like to see them, like to see them both in a 60-minute Iron Man match. Wants that Broadway. So, are yeah, they're one-on-one -on -one right now in terms of this series. Am I correct? In WWE. Yep. Uh, if you haven't seen their stuff in Ring of Honor, it's ridiculous. Their stuff from years ago in Ring of Honor is well worth seeking out here. Definitely here. Could be interesting. So, NXT Great American Bash, what do you think of it? Give it the 1 to 10. Let us know what you guys think of the show in general. I loved it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. A lot of momentum. I wish NXT would announce some shows on the road like Raw and SmackDown did. That was kind of the only thing I was, in terms of big announcements, I was known. We knew we were getting the NXT breakout tournament. We knew we were getting that. I was hoping for maybe a surprise like that. We got Tegan Knox. Just the only major thing I could want. But it wasn't anything that wasn't teased, so I don't feel like let down by it. Great show. Feels big. I do think they need to add a little bit more fans, amp it up a little bit more. They've been growing a little bit more, uh, but they're doing it the smart, right way because they had the outbreaks and different stuff like that. They they really are pushing fans to be masked in that CWC. I think it's a smart way. I don't think I don't think you should be mad at WWE NXT for being responsible and how they handle this situation. Yeah, I'd give a NXT uh, an eight tonight out of ten. Um, it was a very good show. I love the stage sets. I think when you do these type of specials and you do props on the stage like they did, that did look cool. Havoc, 
Yeah. And what they what they did last night with the Statue of Liberty and the you know and the fire, I thought that was great. I think that adds a little element to it, um, a little bit of old school with the new school feel. So I I absolutely like that, and uh, and the matches were great. I thought it was really good. It was a, it was a really good uh, Great American Bash. Uh, not as good as last year's though. Last year was really really good. True, you had Keith Lee winning the title. That was super special. So yeah. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a good time to be a wrestling fan, man. It's just, it's just a good time to be a wrestling fan. If you're watching us here on YouTube, jump into the comments. If you're watching on demand, we will follow up with you there as well. Let us know what you think. Give us your rating for AEW and NXT this week, the 1 to 10. Uh, hit the like buttons down there as well if you're watching on demand. Uh, people checking us out on Facebook, you guys better jump over to the YouTube uh, real quick because a lot of our content, is going to be jumping exclusively over to YouTube at some point. Uh, I know you guys have watched for 51 minutes, so I can say this to you. We're doing some very, very cool stuff for the week of Money in the Bank. Some very, very special programming. We will have the top story of the day weekdays. We will have Vince Russo re uh, re reviewing Money at Raw. We will have Dutch Mantel covering that big SmackDown, the return in front of live fans on July 16th, which if you thought tonight's AEW was a big deal, I think that SmackDown is also going to be a big deal because it'll be in front of live fans. But that weekend is Money in the Bank. And that weekend is giving me money in the bank in front of a live fan. And we want to get back to the energy of great wrestling matches. All right. And we also want to challenge your brain. We will be doing a watch along of one of the greatest WWE matches of the last 10 years. John Cena, CM Punk, money in the bank, 2011. That's right. It is collaborant time in the greatest wrestling city in the world. I'm biased. I, I was no. there. I was there. I, I, I'm getting I can't goosebumps. Argue with that. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about this match. We're going to watch that together the Thursday before Money in the Bank. And then the afternoon of Money in the Bank, we're going to challenge your brain. All right. We're going to challenge your brain with a huge Money in the Bank live streaming trivia challenge. We'll be giving away random prizes and different stuff on that stream as well. That is coming up the weekend of Money in the Bank. It's going to be some really cool content for you guys to check out as well. Thank you guys so much for supporting the stream. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum. You can hear me on the radio on 104.9 The Axe in Rockville, Illinois. Uh, middays, you can hear me in the mornings on 97.7 QLZ in Springfield. Stream them all on the TuneIn app or check out the links on my Twitter at Kev Kellum. Jose, get your plugs in, baby. Guys, following me on Instagram and on Twitter at Jose G Official with the underscores in between. Make sure you follow me on Recons of Wrestling as well. We're on every Thursday night. However, we are taking a week off this week because Rigo is having fun down in Miami. So I'm not going to interrupt that. So Don't we'll be back up. next. So we'll be back next week. So make sure you are subscribing to Recons of Wrestling and make sure you're liking and following us on YouTube. Gas in the tank. Money in the bank. We got to figure out like a name for this trivia challenge here. Uh, we 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 got to figure out figure that words. I, I can't talk anymore. It's time to get off the show. Let's go. Right. It's, it's enough. It's enough. We'll it's enough. Live. We'll do it live. Honestly, thank you guys so much for checking out our channel, especially as uh, people get back to wrestling and live fans. It's a good feeling. Uh, and just as Stephen Chambers, diehard fan of the show, thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you to Appreciate James Esponto. Thank you to CRC. Thank you to Ozzy. I see the diehards oh, are rolling with us there. 
Uh, thank you to Bob texting in as well. Roll with us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as we make the big jump over there. Don't worry. We're still going to do a lot of great stuff on Facebook, too. Just want to let you know, when you're watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what? You got to enjoy. You got to enjoy wrestling, guys. It's easy. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Good night. Bye.